ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Put those earbuds in, turn up the volume, because it's the time for another edition of Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, right down to the gritty, nitty gritty, girl. Take a look at some headlines real quick. Let's take a look at some headlines. Let's start. Actually, uh, I'm going to start on the MLB side, actually, even though it's the football talk, but I just want to mention the MLB real quick with the uh, all-star ballot for 2022. Vladdy leads first base for the American uh, all-star, I mean, for the American League for first base. And uh, Paul Goldsmith leads it for the uh, National League as well. It's pretty interesting that Wilson Contreras is actually the leading candidate for the catcher's position. That's what I said. I was like, damn, how did that happen? Yeah. But he's always been a good catcher. He just he couldn't stay had. out of trouble. That's true. And he just couldn't stay out of trouble. That was That was the big problem. Yeah, yeah. And even Bryce Harper is the leading candidate for uh, designated hitter DH. Mm, mm, mm. Is this who I think it is? Oh no! Um, I think there we go. Better. Uh, let's see. I had a thought process. Yeah, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is the uh, second candidate for outfield. Asuna for the Atlanta Braves is pretty much probably going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. He's probably pretty much going to be that guy. Um, for second base, Ozzy uh, Ables would be the leading candidate for second base, and he also plays for the Atlanta Braves. I want to say Manny Machado is probably the leading candidate, but I could be wrong. I think it's Nolan Orlando for the St. Louis Cardinals, 17 home runs, 55 RBIs uh, this season so far with a uh, .295 batting average. Paul Goldsmith is at uh, 0.342 in his batting average with 19 home runs and 65 uh, RBIs run them. I don't think it's interesting. Dasby Swanson is the leading candidate for shortstop with a three point, I'm sorry, with a 0.301 batting average of 14 home runs and 49 RBIs. And as I mentioned for the catcher, uh, Wilson Contreras is the leading candidate with a 0.274 average, 13 home runs and 35 RBIs. Um, now, William Contreras is 
uh, the leading candidate for designated hitter, Bryce Harper's right, which I think, oh gosh, hold on, let me look at it. Actually, it's Bryce Harper, then it's Wilson Contreras. I'm sorry, William Contreras. American League second baseman Jose Altev has the leading candidate, 16 home runs, 29 RBIs, and a two, to a .278 batting average. Rafael uh, Devers is the leading candidate for third baseman, .327. Average batting average, 17 home runs, and 46 RBIs. Tim Anderson is the shortstop leading candidate with a .314 average, five home runs, or it could have very well been Bo uh, Abinci. Come think about it, because he has the higher statistical standpoint. But right now, we'll say Tim Anderson with a .314 batting average, five home runs, and 20 RBIs. Um, Alexandria Kirk is the leading candidate for the American League for catcher with a .317 average, batting average, 10 home runs, and 30, uh, 33 RBIs. Lorez uh, Gurel Jr. is the uh, another player that's going to be a leading candidate, but Aaron Judge is the one that's going to be the guy in there. Mm. He's going to be the guy that's going to be in there. And designated hitters look like it's going to be uh, the leading candidate is Jordan Alvarez with a .313 average, batting average, 25 home runs and 58 RBIs. Um, other than that, one other thing for the Major League Baseball, uh, scores up until this point, the Chicago Cubs won to the Milwaukee Bucks 2-1, and Cardinals and the Braves are scoreless that I last seen. Yep, they're still scoreless down in Atlanta, top of the fourth. Uh, St. Louis got uh, a man on second base and two outs. So that's the update with the Major League uh, Baseball. NFL side, Willie Quick, just one thing here. And I just want your thought reaction on this, Daryl. We talked about it just right before we got on this podcast. Talked about uh, Baker Mayfield being traded to the Carolina Panthers. The quarterback takes a $3.5 million cut to be traded. Uh, First off, what is your thoughts about this? Second, who do you think is going to get the uh, QB1 for the Carolina Panthers with Sam Donald now, you know, in pretty much a competition to be able to get the QB1? Um, firstly, I think that this trade with uh, Baker Mayfield going to Carolina, I think it could be something to look forward to for Carolina, but in my personal opinion, I think it could have been better. Now, Baker Mayfield could add some serious debt to mm-hmm. the uh, to the Panthers' uh, QB charts. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have him and you have Sam Donald, which they're not actually, like you said, they're not actually going to trade him away. Right. So at the end of the day, we're now looking at a what I would like to say an issue if, you know, Baker Mayfield is actually going to come in and actually give Sam Donald his wisdom on how to play and stuff like that. And he could be able to take his thoughts up to the next level. Who knows? But at the same time, um, it still could benefit Carolina at the same time because Baker Mayfield is 
undoubtedly, in my personal opinion, a good quarterback. He's decent. He has sent the Browns to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, regardless to what anybody says, even though that a lot of people say, hey, Jim Brown is the best player that ever played in the Browns uniform. That's all well good said. But mm. at the end of the day, you got a guy in Baker Mayfield that has actually sent this team to the playoffs too and has beat the Pittsburgh Steelers three times yeah. in one season. That's true. I forgot about so, the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs. You know, so and no doubt in my mind, you you, you have that initiative. Everybody think it's poor. Everybody think it's different, but a lot of people still show support. I think it's I think it wouldn't be a bad trade at all. Yeah, you got a new team, you got a new environment, and you have uh, a situation where uh, Baker Mayfield could get better just simply because he's with a with a team uh, that probably will value him far more than what Cleveland did. Yeah. Uh, um, that's just you know my thought process on it. Yeah. Uh, but it is going to be a battle between Sam Donald and Baker Mayfield, and I really think Baker Mayfield is going to get that spot. Yeah. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. I agree there. I definitely agree. You can go ahead with yours then. Okay. All right. So let's take a look at some of these updates from the NBA trades and uh, signings. Now, the first thing I want to do is actually just share what's been going on in the trade aspects from June 30th and July 6th. That's the two I'm going to share. And then for the signings, I'm just going to share off with some of the signings that has been going on from each team in the NBA. So with the June 30th ordeal, um, the Jazz had traded Ryan O'Neal to the Brooklyn Nets for a first-round pick. So the Nets end up getting Ryan O'Neal, and then the Jazz will get the 2023 first-round pick. Oh, I don't think that was a good call, just looking at this, but... Yeah. yeah, but we'll see how that works. Um, the biggest news that came on June 30th, I think I mentioned this already too, but I'm going to mention it again. Oh, this is from Daryl's reaction. I actually did this from Daryl's reaction. Um, the Atlanta uh, Hawks that get DeJounte Murray from the San Antonio Spurs, so the Hawks end up getting DeJounte Murray and Jock Landale. And my apologies on that. I happened to say on Daryl's reaction, a, uh, a draft pick. And it was actually Jock Landale. I apologize mm-hmm. about that. And the Spurs is going to get Danilo Gallinari, a 2023 first-round pick via Charlotte from New York, which is protected, and a 2025, 2025 first-round pick, a 2026 pick swap, and 2027 first-round pick. Wow. Okay. Uh, and today, July 6th, uh, the Denver Nuggets land uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope from the Washington Wizards. So the Nuggets would get Contavious Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith. I ain't heard that name in a minute. Didn't we just talk about, <laughs> about him last week? Like, I ain't heard that name in a minute. I ain't heard that name in a minute. And the Wizards going to get Mate Morris and Will Bart. Uh, the Pistons trade Jeremy Grant to the Trailblazers. So the, the Trailblazers get Jeremy Grant and Ishmael Comagate with a number 46 pick. And the Pistons get Gabrielle 
Prasida for number 36 pick, a 2025 first round pick via Milwaukee, a 2025 second round pick, and a 2026 second round pick. Okay. Um, big news that also came out was the Utah Jazz that sent Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves. Uh, the Timberwolves get, of course, Rudy Gobert, and the Utah Jazz gets the following. All this for Rudy Gobert. Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmero, Walker Kessler, the number 22 pick, and Jared Vanderbilt. They also get a 2023 first-round pick, a 2025 first-round pick, a 2026 pick swap, a 2027 first-round pick, and a 2029 first-round pick protected. Darren, I have got to get your thoughts on this Rudy Gobert trade. What do you think is really, who really you think is really going to benefit from this trade? Is Utah going to benefit from it, or is Minnesota going to benefit from it in the near future? Minnesota. Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, Minnesota. And a lot of people don't understand, even though that Rudy Gobert did kind of up his confidence in beefing with Shaq and talking crazy about Shaq in that way, you know, getting hell well that Shaq will dominate you. But in the league that yeah. you're standing there right now, you are by far, in my personal opinion, you have actually been that defensive guy. You've been that. Now, you had your issues, which you could approve on. But yes, I agree. I think Minnesota could benefit from this trade. But at the same time, with all those draft picks, could hurt Utah at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because it depends on if they get rid of Donovan McNabb or not. If they get rid of Donovan McNabb, those draft picks could actually hurt them. Now, that may be weird, but that's just me and my personal opinion. Yeah. That's just me and my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, Kings acquire uh, Kevin Herter from the Hawks. So the Kings get Kevin Herter, and the Hawks will get Justin Holiday, Mohawkless, and the future first-round pick. Also, damn, the Hawks went to work. Uh, the Hawks sent uh, Jock Landale to the Suns. So the Suns get Jock Landale and Hawks get cash considerations. And then the last one was Blazers get the number 46 pick to the Denver Nuggets. So the Blazers going to get that future second round pick. And then the Nuggets get Ishmael Comigate, which is number 46 overall. Quick signings with quick key signings real quick. Uh, Aaron Holiday had agreed to a one-year deal with the Atlanta Hawks. And Luke Cornett had return, will return on a two-year deal to the Boston Celtics. Uh, Nick Claxton returns on a two-year deal with the Nets. And Kessler Edwards returns on a multi-year deal. Patty Mills returns. And then T.J. Warren agrees on the one-year deal. Think the Nets going to benefit from T.J. Warren? That's a quick thought. Moving on. Moving on. Charlotte. Yeah, they, you know better. <laughs> you know better than that. You know better than that. You know my thought process. Yeah, I know your Get thought along. process. I should have asked. I should have asked. 
Hmm. They should have been like, talk to the head, talk to the head, talk to the head, talk to the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, uh, Cody Martin agrees on the four-year deal with the Hornets and the Bulls. Zach Levine returns on the five-year deal. I like that one. And Gordon Dragic agrees to a one-year deal. Andre Drummond agrees to a two-year deal. And Derek Jones Jr. returns on the two-year deal. Hold up. Cleveland, Darius Garland agrees to a five-year extension. Didn't Ricky Rubio get traded to the Pacers? He did. So why did they have Ricky Rubio return on a three-year deal? Was he a free agent? Probably. I thought he still had at least two years on his contract. Oh, well. Uh, Rob Nello agrees on a one-year deal, and Robert Lopez agrees to a one-year deal. And the Mavericks, uh, JaVale McGee agrees to a three-year deal, and Theo Pinson agrees on the one-year, returns on the one-year deal. The big news that came from the Denver Nuggets was that Nikola Jokic agrees to a five-year extension. DeAndre Jordan agrees to a deal. It doesn't say. And Devon Reed returns on the two-year deal, and Bruce Brown agrees on the two-year deal. The Pacers, Jalen Smith returned on a two-year deal. And the Clippers, Nicholas Batum returns on the two-year deal. Amir Coffee returns on the three-year deal. John Wall agrees on the two-year deal. And Ivaka Zubak agrees on an extension. Nothing was mentioned on there. And lastly, but not least, Miami Heat. Caleb Martin returns on a three-year deal. Victor, Ol- Victor Oladipo returns on a one-year deal. And Dwayne Devin returns on a two-year That's all I have for updated signings and trades. All right. When we come back, we'll have our platform talks at the coffee break with Darren Watts and breaking mental health. When we come back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Double take sports talk with the Watch brothers out there. That's Daryl. You bet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can be anywhere in the world, but you are right here listening to us. So thank you so much again for your time. Afternoon Coffee Break during Watts. Here we go. Quick weight update. Very, very quick. Because I am like neutral about my feelings. <laughs> I gained seven pounds. So it is a difficult thing to try to accept because I don't know if it's actually a muscle or if it's actually in fat. I don't feel heavy. I feel light. So I believe after talking to some people that I didn't look like I gained weight and look like I lost weight. And I've heard that from multiple people, uh, not to include my own body in itself because I feel that way. So I am going to say that I gained a bit muscle and not fat. So I gained and went from 278 to 285. That was exactly what I was, not exactly, but that's what I was close to what I was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. It stayed like that all the way up until I started exercising again. Yep. That right there, like when you started actually hitting the weights again, Mm -hmm. that's where the weight gain came from. Yeah. That's where the weight gain was coming from. And now that you're losing the body fat, now it feels like you're appearing that you're gaining weight. So right. that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. Not to include drinking all that water. Exactly. Uh, that probably sat, you know, a lot uh, yeah. during the week. But yeah, 
I feel great, really, to be honest. Oh yeah, uh, to be doubt. able to, I get up at five o'clock every morning, get a, uh, get my journal writing in process, and then I do uh, my weight workout for about 15, 20 minutes at the max, max of twenty minutes, and then I um, get a shower and I'm ready for work and out the door. Sometimes I do a little bit of extra work if I have some spare minutes, do some extra work. And usually I'm out the door or I'm ready to be at home. She's right here in this chair and right here at this desk, ready to go to work. That's just how it's been. There you go. That's, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. So that's the latest on me. Let's get on with the segment after the coffee break with Darren Watts. Uh, as you heard, or if you didn't hear, there's a mass shooting in Highland Park in Illinois. And Daryl and I were very hesitant to do this podcast because there is so much going on in this world and this podcast is not bigger than the issues that we have at hand. Right. Okay. So we just say, you know what, we're gonna do it and we're still gonna talk about these, you know, mass shootings because they're just absolutely absurd to the fact that on Independence Day that the day that you know people are celebrating freedom that all of this happens somebody else took freedom a whole totally different way and that kind of frustrates me so there is a guy in custody I cannot get a first name from him I, I've heard it but I cannot grab his first name. I believe his last name is Primo. But I can't, I, like I said, I cannot grasp his uh, last name. I just can't because I, I'm just trying to think of it. Here it is. Robert E. Primo III. He's 21 years old, been charged with seven counts of first degree murder and will likely face many more counts stemming from the dozens wounded and injured during Monday night's carnage in its upscale Chicago suburbs. Um, according to the Lake County State Attorney, uh, he went into detail about what he'd done and he admitted to what he has done. So he's not shying down from the fact that he, you know, committed this mass murder, a uh, mass shooting type of ordeal. He made a confession voluntarily after being uh, remanded for his whites to remain silent. After he fled from Highland Park, Cremo ended up at Madison, Wisconsin and came upon a 4th of July event there. Uh, he briefly thought about unleashing an attack in that city as well, but he didn't do it. And that's... Never mind. I'll get into that later. Um, he briefly thought... Okay, yeah, he briefly thought about unleashing an attack in Wisconsin as well. We don't have information to suggest that he planned on driving to Madison initially to uh, commit another attack, but they do believe that he was driving around after the first attack and saw that celebration. Uh, now, Cremo didn't say what he was, you know, trying to attack particularly. Uh, there were a number of festivals and fireworks shows happening around and fanged Chicago town on Monday, but the defendant dropped his cell phone in Middletown just outside Madison, but that's also been recovered. 
uh, he was asked what might have stopped him from uh, what stopped him from attacking Madison, uh, Wisconsin. Indicators show that he didn't have uh, uh, he didn't put enough thought or research into you know into you know attacking uh, Madison, Wisconsin, but he did think about it. The FBI uh, asked Madison police to assemble their SWAT, SWAT call unit about 5 p.m. on Monday, believing Cremo could be uh, nearby, uh, according to the police chief. Uh, Cremo was taken into custody by 6.30, which was an hour later from the time, hour and a half later from the time that the SWAT unit was assembled uh, up in North Chicago, Illinois. But the SWAT team was never deployed. I would never know for certain what stopped him, but I am thankful that no innocent lives was taken from uh, the city of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, city police are cooperating with the FBI looking for surveillance uh, cameras that could piece together a timeline of Cremo's movements uh, in Madison, uh, Wisconsin. And at that point, it's completely unknown and we are not aware of its intentions in the city of Madison until this morning. Mayor Shana, uh, uh, Satia Rose Conway said the near miss of an attack in her city further shows how Americans is being threatened by mass shooting. It's a scary event and it cuts a little close to home. Thank goodness that he didn't do any damage here or didn't do anything here. But it could have happened. And frankly, right now, we know that something like this could happen in any community in the United States of America. And it does happen on a weekly basis. So, yes, people should be aware. They should be afraid that mass shootings can happen in the community. Uh, records show that Cremo purchased a four weapons purchased four weapons in 2020. The AR-15 style weapon used on Monday's attack, a uh, Caltech Sub-2000. That's a powerful gun. So that one's dumb, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a Remington 700 rifle and a shotgun, according to Cavelli. And then in 2021, uh, Cremo bought a Glock 43X pistol. And that came from officials. And Cremo had that uh, Caltech weapon with him during that trip to Madison on Monday, according to Cavelli. The, I think he's the uh, attorney general or like the uh, who is Cavello? Cavello is he's a spokesman for the Lake County uh, Major Crime Task Force. That's all I got. Uh, my heart is to those in um, that situation in Highland Park, Illinois. Um, of course, I'm tired of saying it. Uh, and it's not against, you know, any one of the victims or disrespect towards any uh, victim. I'm just sick of saying it because this should not be happening. Uh, I'm just sick of talking about it. I'm sick of giving condolences where we could really just be doing something about it. This is right. pathetic. It sucks. And nobody shouldn't have to be fearsome for their life all because somebody with a maniac with a gun running around at the stupid. So that that's all I have. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, I always keep Steve Kerr's words into my holding his hostage. That's, and that's and that's where we stand. We're just holding hostage. We're just being held hostage because they don't want to do nothing about all the gun violence that's been going on. Right. Every gun violence has been going on. They just still feel like yeah, they do. just don't care. There's nothing to do. Just like, it's like oh, it's more bigger things to worry about. There's nothing else more to worry about. 
but we got mass shooters. Why why we're not focused on that? Why we're focusing on lesser targets that has nothing to do with our world, right? Why we're focusing on them? You know, it, it just don't make sense to me. It's yeah. just, um, I agree. I agree. So, uh, okay. Uh, so then we'll be right back with uh, Breaking Middle Health with Durham when we come back. Breaking Middle Health with Durham. I am Durham. Welcome back to Double Take Sports Talk. Durham's on the opposite side. Yep. You pushed the record button so fast, you threw me off guard. Huh? You pushed the record button so fast, you threw me off guard. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I never touched it. <laughs> I'm tripping. I'm tripping hard today. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yes, you are. Your knees wore me out today. I believe that. That's what your daughter do. That's what she's supposed to do. Where are you out? Besides wear herself out. Yeah. But, yeah, well... Anyway, uh, we're going to quickly discuss, and I hate doing this, but oh, no. it's, 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 it's just one of those things, um, abortions and why it happens. That's going to be the focal point of this quick discussion today. And the main reason for abortions happening because of poor health, more poverty. So research research has found an array of differences in the lives of women who were able to go forward with an abortion when compared with those who were denied abortions because of pregnancies. Their pregnancies were too far along under the state laws. Uh, Foster said in the education session, long-term implications of restricting access to abortions. So when compared with women who are able to obtain a wanted abortion, women denied a wanted abortion who went on to give birth were more likely to experience just stratonial hypertension, joint pains, headaches and migraines, fair or poor health, and death. Two women in the study died of maternal causes. This is the main thing right there. With death. That's what most of the fear comes from. Women denied abortions who had large and significant differences in their economic trajectories, facing more hardships than women receiving wanting wanted abortions. The women denied abortions were more likely to raise children alone, not with family or male partner. I'll throw in an example here in a second. Live in households that drop below the poverty level, where seventy-two percent of households where a mother was denied an abortion living below the federal property level, compared with fifty-five percent of those who received the abortion, lack enough money to pay for food, housing, and transportation. With eighty-seven percent of those who were denied abortions reporting that problem, compared with seventy percent of those who received an abortion. Researchers also discovered that among women who already had children, the existing children to women denied an abortion have 4% lower scores across all six domains of child development 
when compared to existing children among the women who were able to have the abortion they saw. This includes the areas of expressive language, fine motor, gross motor, receptive language, self-help, and social-emotional. Access to abortion enables women to have children at a time when they have more resources, financial, and emotional to devote to their children, Foster said. In a statement reacting to the high court's ruling overturning Roe v. Roe v. Wade, AMA President Jack Resnick Jr. Uh, said that access to legal reproductive care will be limited to those with the sufficient resources, circumstances, and financial means to do so, exacerbating health inequities by placing the heaviest burden on patients from historically marginalized racial and ethnic groups, as well as those from low-income or rural families who already face numerous structural and systemic barriers to accessing health care. Meanwhile, Dr. Radcliffe and the AMA welcomed privacy guidance from the Department of Health and Human Services in the wake of Dobbs' decision. I'm going to give this quick example. And if anybody had listened to my podcast, I had did uh, a full episode of a condition that was called PMDD. Now, if anybody listened to that, I had sat down and explained what type of systems that PMDD had and what and what it did to affect women. So, ever since I did that. I had received pretty good responses to that um, in the take of listeners and people actually listening to that podcast, to that episode. Right. So ever since that happened, I have reached out to one, to one person that I've talked about more on that podcast and broke a segment specifically obtaining PMDD and her name was Katie Dickinson and I had asked her along the way to you know um, if I could use some of her content to kind of help promote and advocate for PMDD so she gave me the go ahead so the whole purpose of that she ended up sharing her story explaining her abortion story explaining why women are saying my body, my choice and what I just read from here pretty much just broke down every list for what she was explaining from her story of the abortion which she did during an abortion and she got the abortion because she would have been raised alone. She was new to a new city. And apparently at the time, she ended up having what you would say, oh, end of a relationship sex. Kind of like in, a, in that aspect. And so she didn't want to move forward to the decision that she was going to keep the baby. Definitely, 100% was going to keep that baby. But of course, due to the religion aspect, I think she's, uh, I think her family was Catholic, if I'm right. 
they was against it. So she still ended up doing something which was an abortion that was against her religion and her family views on it. But you say it doesn't matter because it's my body, my choice. Why are you so concerned? Right? And that was the biggest. And I was like, okay, we're now in an aspect to where everybody want to control something, but don't want to show support. And this is where we're standing along at when it comes down to uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned and more guns being out on the street. And nobody's not doing a damn thing about it, but everybody want to overturn Roe v. Wade. And that's kind of unfair if you want to really sit down and look at that. Right. Yeah. It's really unfair. It is. So, from all the lists that I have read from the disadvantages of not having an abortion from hypertension of Gastonio, joint pain, headaches, or migraines, fair to poor health, death, and then raising children alone and living in a household that's dropped the percentages with the uh, with, uh, federal property level and all that, and lack of money, and you're not helping to support that ordeal, but you want to control the situation, yeah. that's where shit gets fucked up. That's where shit gets fucked up. And it's ridiculous. But I had to share my thoughts on that abortion. I had to use an example to where it made sense to some people, which is still not going to make sense because it never will. Everybody's stuck. Yes, everybody's stuck in there and their ways and their views and their opinions. So, but yeah, that's all I have for that. Dare you want to add anything else to it? Mm-hmm. Got that. Got that. All right. We'll be right back. Daryl, how you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, a little worn out, but I'm okay. How about you? How you feeling? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. shabby. Yeah, not too shabby. Just, you know, taking it one day at a time. There you go. Taking it one day at a time. Got to. Yeah, no doubt about that. Feel like it's not even an option anymore. Nah. Nah. You know how that is. I do. I do. So with that in mind, let me just say something real quick, Daryl, that I want to say something to everybody about. I want to touch up on hypocrisy, and I'm just going to touch up on it with less than probably 30 words, maybe. And it goes like this. You have Christians who believe in reading the uh, Bible to have a better relationship with Jesus and to understand how he develops relationship with people through love. Yeah. And most people don't do that. Oh, yeah. So if you are a Christian and you call yourself loving Jesus, but it's the first one to support Donald Trump and his beliefs to not even take the consideration of okay is this right or wrong if you could pick up a bible or not pick up a bible to read it my suggestion to you is 
pick up the damn Constitution and read it. You will learn a lot about the Constitution, how it works, and what a damn insurrection is. I agree. I think education and reading helps a lot. But you can't help yourself if you're listening to the word of mouth. Pick up a book and read it. I ain't saying look at the news. I ain't saying watch the news. I'm telling you to pick up a book, pick up the Constitution, and read it. You might learn something. Oh, If you learn out the news, you're in trouble. Oh, maybe this is a, oh, okay, so this is what an insurrection is. Oh, that's what them clowns was doing down there. You might just learn something. You know, people try to go and narrate it to their thought process, the Republican thought process, but don't want to think about it overall in the Constitution. You got Liz Cheney and Adam Kissinger that is actually supporting the Constitution on the Republican side to the fact that they understand that what happened was an insurrection and they're ashamed of their own party. And I don't blame them. Because I would be ashamed of the Democrats if they actually went and did the exact same damn thing. John McCain would have been embarrassed too. Yeah, he would have been embarrassed too. And he's, yeah. not, a, and he's not a fan of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So I'm urging people to actually sit down and take the time to learn how to read. Because you will learn a lot. Absolutely. You'll learn a lot. Instead of sitting here saying, oh, you love Jesus, but can't even open up the damn Bible to look at it and see how to love people. But want to fix your eyes on the news and then say that the news is so toxic because of the fact that they're not siding with Donald Trump is also because your ass is not reading the Constitution. And I think that's a very good first step. And the second step. Read the Bible as your first step, and then read the Constitution as your second step. <laughs> Pick a constitutional rule, read it, study it, and understand it. There is something in there about insurrection. Take a look at it. I'm not going to tell you where it's at. I'm going to leave that up to you. But remember, remember what you said. A lot of people don't want to read, so you have to do it for them. And you're absolutely right. But in this in particular case, do it yourself. Yeah, sometimes you just have to do Sometimes you have to just throw your hands up and say, you know what? I'm sick of sitting here trying to tell people, you know, what's right or wrong. Yeah, they're not going to believe it. Read it your damn self. Yeah, read it your damn self. Read it yourself. Because if you read it, you're just reading up a bunch of bullshit, toxic resource. So read it yourself. Yeah. Pick up the Constitution, read it yourself. Read Pick yourself. up a Bible, read it yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to be able to learn uh, how to better, better develop relationship with Jesus. You have to have a better develop relationship with the Constitution. Mm-hmm. No different. No different. And with all that, it's it's frustrating enough. That right there is frustrating enough. So my biggest question would be this. If it were you, what would you do? You know, some of that, a lot of things that's been going on. When you mention, you know, picking up the Constitution. Yeah. You know, pick one, read it. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of people don't really want to sit down and do that. And then you got two people from the Republican state that actually sits down and understand the Constitution. Mm-hmm. They know the deal. They know what they would do. Right. They know that. Right. You know, when Donald Trump ran for president in 2016 and he won it, where yeah. he could have possibly have cheated through the process. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now it comes back on you. What are you going to do? Now he fail, now he fails and don't want to understand that he lost fair and square. Right. He wants to start accusing people. He wants to start finger pointing. Right. He want a finger point and every single thing and every single person on what other pregnancy candidates could have been doing and which he was doing. Right. You know, it, it just don't make no sense to me. It if does. that were you, what would you do? Oh, yeah. I could sit here, I could sit here right now and have two boxes of pizza. Yours is there and it's one box, mine is one box, but I eat both boxes. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. would happen? Look, would you want to pay back? Yeah. Especially if you've been on the 48 hour fast. Not just ignorantly and deliberately just took your box of pieces and said, I don't get three shits. I'm eating yours. The hell with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be mad too. Uh, so your ass is going to, your ass is going to go to McDonald's. Order my meal and order your meal and eat my meal. Some things just come back to haunt you. So if it were you, what would you do? You would just have to accept and show respect for what you did. I mean, it's that simple. It's that simple. A lot of people don't want to look at it that way, but you have, you have to accept and respect what you did. Right. It's that simple. And that's all I have for this in particular. Anything else you want to add to anything else? Nope. Other than next steps um, to be determined. Where, determined. yep, where, um, you know, just thinking, changing, talking. So that will to be determined. Find out next week. Yep, find out next week. We'll see what's going on. But today it is another digital double take sports talk. Of course, well, social media, well, YouTube, you can search the box, double take sports talk. You can like our videos and subscribe to our channel, support our channel in any way, best way you can. And of course, well, Facebook, uh, fan page at, at uh, the Watch Brothers, and we're on social media, not social media, Instagram. At DTSC2414 and Twitter at DTST2414. Please don't forget to follow us. But until then, I'm Durham. There's on the opposite side. Yep. All right. Catch up with another episode of Double Take Sports Talk. Until then, ciao. Ciao.